1: It's b and Beamer.
2: Now, Brian
0: Mazurowski and Joe Beamer. News Radio 930 WBEN.
3: Getting going here, b and Beamer on WBEN.
2: Joe, how's it going this morning? Hey, it's going all right. As you said, get it going. I, I had a really rough time waking up this morning. I didn't wake up until about 8 o'clock. Uh, so, <laughs> ready to uh, get the day started. But you were here. Yeah. Exactly. That actually
3: explains a lot. <laughs> I'm sure it does. <laughs> Brian Mazurowski, Joe Beamer here with you for the next hour or so. Hey, you know, we were talking yesterday about uh, what COVID mandates and restrictions are still in place. Um, you know, maybe they were listening up in Ottawa. Probably not. But uh, <laughs> the federal government in Canada uh, set to announce today an end to the COVID vaccine mandate for domestic travel on planes and trains uh in canada so it doesn't impact the border here you know all the stuff that you have to do if you're crossing from buffalo uh up into or you know in niagara falls or anywhere on our border crossings here but yeah i mean you had to show proof of vaccination everything just to get on a plane to go from you know toronto to hamilton or montreal or whenever Winn- or wherever you're going right uh, and that is going to go away today in Canada. So we'll see. Maybe uh, things will change a little more rapidly up there north of the border uh, after we did that show yesterday, you know, kind of just wondering uh, where, you
2: know, what's, what's going on. You're welcome, Canada, for the content we put out there and made them think, made them listen. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh,
3: maybe it's us. Maybe it's us. But, no, I was uh, looking at that Canada news, Joe. And I, you know, saw this. You know, it's a slippery slope once you're online, right? Oh yeah. You, you know, you're on a website. You're checking out one story, and then you're just kind of like, "Wonder what else is going on up there." And that was me, <laughs> this morning. And I'm checking this out. Uh, this is just a, this is out of the CBC up in Canada, and it's not, you know, talking about any one province or something like that in particular. It's more in general. Yes. The Canadian cities are legalizing alcohol in parks. And it says some are celebrating, others are worrying that it's a slippery slope. There's calls to allow drinking wine and beer in parks. I guess they've grown in the last couple of years since the pandemic. Uh, You know, when the bars and restaurants were closed. Makes sense. Want to hang out in a park and have a drink. It can't do that, according to law. It was a pilot last summer launching making it legal to consume wine beer and spirits at 58 designated spots all across uh, up in Calgary up on the other side of the country there but i you know i wonder what people would think about that over here you know is that does that fall under the the realm of slippery slope to you of you know what are we doing here or is it something that just kind of seems natural ...that you would allow to happen. Uh, 803-0930, if you want to join uh, me and Joe here this morning. I don't, what do you think? They're legalizing alcohol in parks.
2: Yeah, I, I see nothing wrong with it. I, I, I've always been, hey, as long as you're not drinking behind the wheel. You know what I mean? Like, the, a park, it's an open place where people like to go hang out, picnics. I mean, what's more romantic than a picnic with a bottle of wine? Uh, that shouldn't be outlawed. Yeah, I, I'm saying, hey... You know, you can keep smoking away from parks. That, that bothers most people. But having a few drinks at a park, I, I, I see nothing wrong with it, and uh, I hope this passes. I, I, I understand. I mean, you're always going to have the groups that say, "Oh my gosh, it's it's encouraging drinking by having this law." I, I don't think it's encouraging drinking at all. It's just saying, if you're at the park, you want to have a few brews. You're not driving. What's wrong with it? Yeah, and you know, I
3: think for most people, that's. Kind of right. Right. Um, Now, there's the other side of this. Now, critics uh, up in Canada, according to the CBC story, say that it could lead to inappropriate or potentially unsafe behavior. Now, I I don't know if that's really what they're going after. I think what uh, critics really are trying to say is, hey, listen, this is a beautiful park. We don't want to turn it into a space where drunks just hang out all day. And then we're not going to send our kids to the park because it's just a bunch of people drinking out of brown bags. And a similar thing happened by me, Joe, up in the city of Tonawanda and North Tonawanda, right up there at the Gateway Harbor in the park there. They built a beautiful new, uh, you know, bike stop area, uh, benches. I mean, it's a nice park and a total remodel of some of the areas by the water. And what started happening Apparently, there was no law against drinking in public. I I don't know if there's no open container law per se, but in the city of Tonawanda, there was something on uh, or not on the books where you could drink in public. I guess everyone knows East Aurora. Everyone knows New Orleans. Yeah, Savannah, Las Vegas, city of Tonawanda. I guess was uh, somewhere up there. But what what you ended up with was at this nice new park place and location. It just ended up being a bunch of people hanging out in the middle of the day getting wasted.
2: That's unfortunate.
3: Well, that's what you want to avoid, right? And I think that is the pushback over here of why you wouldn't want to do this. Okay, it's a park. It's a nice place for kids, for families. We don't want to turn this into an encampment for day drinking. So can you reach a happy medium in between those two things without saying I were completely outlying uh, drinking in the park, you know, and we don't want it to turn into something like that.
2: Are are you talking more designated areas? Um, I see one of the pictures on the CBC site. It's only between certain hours. Um, I mean, this one uh, from Calgary is from 11 a.m. to whatever 2100 is. Uh, You can, for for 10 hours, you can drink in this part of the park, and you have a two-hour maximum.
3: Yeah, that seems weird. That seems, like, not enforceable. My idea, Joe, is just this. Okay. That, and this would never happen because then it's just, it's basically profiling is what you do. But most people, you keep it illegal. And this is, by the way, how probably most parks around Western New York operate. (laughs) Okay. People are drinking in parks all the time right now. Yes. All the time. Right. And for the most part, it's not a problem. And, you you know, for the most part, if you are drinking in a park, you come across somebody, uh, oh, you're not supposed to be doing that, you you might hide it or whatever. As long as you're not being unruly or a menace or a danger to somebody, you're pretty much left alone. But if it turns into something where, all right, now you're starting to annoy someone, you're getting it it seems unsafe, you're not being nice about it, you're littering, then the law is still on the books. All right, get out of here. You're getting a ticket. You can't be drinking in the park.
2: So you're saying keep it as it is, and just basically have an understanding that is kind of the understanding now. I, I mean, I, I. I, I have no problem with designated parts of the park, uh, certain hours at the park. But, I mean, then you have the problem of, is that just drawing attention to it? You know, obviously, people talking about it. Oh, you know what? That does sound like a great idea. I think I'll go to the park. Which I don't think is a bad idea either. You need more people going to the parks. <laughs>
3: not enough people going to the park. Not it's a pe- great time. Go outside. Hang out. Yeah, not enough people going outside in general. Um, but, I, you know, is this something that needs to be done? I, I'm not sure. Uh, but that's what they're talking about up in Canada. That's the main story. CBC, when I was looking in, uh, you know, it took me a while to find uh, you don't have to show proof of vaccination to uh, get on a plane in Canada, uh, potentially starting today. But the uh, Canadian cities legalizing alcohol in parks. That was big up there.
2: I'll see this. You know, speaking of the, the alcohol in parks, I've always been for, you know, like summer at weekends, summer afternoon weekends, kind of getting rid of the open container laws and, and letting people enjoy their street, right? Again, not getting behind the wheel, uh, but, you know, maybe having a drink while you walk the dog, drink while you're walking down your street. I don't know. I've always been for maybe in the summer we could relax some of those laws on the weekends.
3: like Like a reverse parking law?
2: Yeah, you know, between these hours. <laughs> when the parking ban is in,
3: uh, in place. Exactly. You, uh, you can't do it on the roads. When you can't park on the
2: street, you can't drink on the street. But on the weekends in the summer, if you're out, if you're, in, you know, if you're taking a walk, and you want to, again, being responsible, and you want to have a, a beverage in your hand, eh, I see nothing wrong with that. we gotta yeah. take, we got to make the most of summer.
3: What do you think about it? 8030930. We'll go to Rick. Rick is in East Aurora and now you're on WBEN. What do you think, Rick?
0: Good morning. I wanted to just show this with folks, it's a little known fact and this is coming off the uh the Easter Music Fest weekend where people do walk around town with open containers. There is no open container law in East Aurora. You can walk around with an open container at any time that you choose to.
3: Yeah, we were saying. I think that's a well-known fact, Rick. It's one of the appeals. <laughs>
0: Oh, it's funny because every time I mention it to someone, they're like, oh, I never heard about that. So I I think, look, if you're in the park, you're minding your own business, you're you're just hanging out with family and friends, you're fine. If it starts to get rowdy, then sure, crack down on it. But, you know, look, I I don't drink, but it's one of those things that's, as long as you're just minding your own, leave everybody else alone, pay attention to what you got to pay attention to. But if somebody starts to bring stuff into it, yeah, then call the cops or call park rangers or whoever you need to.
2: There it is. So, Rick, you don't drink. You live in East Aurora. You haven't had any issues with the, uh, with the law out there or the lack of a law up there.
0: Absolutely not. You know, with the, with the Music Fest, the biggest thing that we have an issue with is parking. And most of those people are just trying to find a place to park. <laughs> um, but it has nothing to do with everybody kind of wandering around town, enjoying some music, enjoying their friends and family. It, it, this is much ado about nothing.
3: Well, appreciate the call, Rick, and, I. You, you know, that's the, right, it's, in most cases, I don't think it would be that big of an issue. Right. But I, I see why the law is on the books, too. I mean, you just don't want people roaming around the middle of the
2: day. As you said. Getting drunk on the street. There it is. Right. We're not talking about people responsibly enjoying a beverage or two. It's people just sitting at the park all, all day and then, yeah, being a, uh. A distraction or a menace to society. Which I think is kind of how the law already operates. Like you said, yeah. You know, for the most part,
3: if you're walking down your street, you're drinking something, you know, whatever it might be, and you're just minding your own business, smelling the roses. No I, Yeah. You're probably not going to be stopped uh, because of what's in your hand. If you're causing trouble if you're I, I don't know you're lighting fireworks uh, as you're walking down the street maybe, maybe that's something walking different. into the street you might get yes walking into the streets stumbling down the street uh maybe that's a little bit different uh right there you know,
2: and, and someone on the uh, on the Volkswagen Fortune Park text board where you can also text 8030930 someone said is everyone such an alcoholic they can't take their kids to the park during the day without drinking i think we're talking about going to the park maybe with a significant other, with a few friends. I think that's what the, the purpose of having a, a, a drink on a nice summer day at the park is. And it's not always, I can't believe I have to have this conversation. Well, I don't have to, I'm I'm, I'm making myself. You know, over the weekend, right? Saturday was a beautiful day outside. I got a nice seltzer, sat on my, on my patio. It was great. Now, if I could take that and go for a nice, lovely walk in the village of Williamsville, that'd be fine. That's one drink. It's just because it goes well with the... Summer air that we had over the weekend. So it, it's not always about. Oh my gosh, they're drinking. They must be want. They must want to get drunk. That's that's not. It's not the case. Just well, I had to put that. Why not just there. have a water? Because I was craving a seltzer beverage, Brian. They make seltzer water. You're right. You know what? <laughs> I don't know. I was I was craving that beverage at that time, and I thought I've worked a long week. I'm gonna have this beverage. <laughs> Why? You uh, you say beverage a lot. I do say beverage.
3: That's like that's in your lexicon. Of just, I mean, my go-to. Yeah, yeah. Probably the only person I know who does that. This is beverage. Yeah. Hmm. You and like signs at an arena. That's right. No beverages. Yeah. That's
2: <laughs> no beverages beyond this point. <laughs> These
3: are the two places I uh, see or hear that word. Toby, you're on W B E N. Uh, what are you thinking about
4: this? I I don't mind it, but there has to be two little kind of caveats that go with it. No glass containers whatsoever still has to be the rule because that's where, you know, the kids are playing in their foot flops or getting caught, whatever. Yep. I mean, me and my family, we enjoy multiple parks, city, state, county, national force, everything, and that's the glass is the number one thing. That's the negative. The other thing is that the parks that are carrying carry out where they don't have full-time maintenance people or whatever, they need to have trash receptacles by the parking area, not each individual picnic grove or or by the playground. They need to have it where people are carrying out. No one's putting bags of trash in their car. You know what I mean? So if you're going to start having beverages and more people are going to add food to that, there's going to be more waste. There need to be better trash receptacles in these parks.
3: Hey, I like the ideas, especially, you know, no glass rule. You keep that. Yeah, and, for sure. And uh, Toby, I think a lot of people would agree with you. Thanks for the call. It's, yeah, no glass, right? And that's, I've uh, stopped, a lot of places have that rule, like no glass containers, period. You know, right. no alcohol, but also no, you can't bring like, you know, juicy juice in a glass container or, you know, a Mexican uh, Coca-Cola in the glass bottle. Doesn't work out because uh, no glass allowed for that reason. I basically have stopped buying glass bottles of pretty much anything I think most people have. That um like a snapple you want to take it somewhere and you know whether that's it could be a you know the parking lot at the stadium on a game day or anything like that you want to be able to take you're not bringing bottles yeah i mean it's the bottles it just doesn't seem very convenient for that and then someone chiming in 8030930 uh it comes down to personal responsibility yes uh held accountable for your actions and yeah i think that's pretty much it right (laughs) <laughs> it's, it's um, you know, just like everything. Some people can handle it. Some people can't. Right. Um, some people can handle being in a bar. Some people can't. Um, and, and this would pretty much be no different. Uh, some people are going to be able to handle it. Some people can't. Right. I think you kind of get that, though, just by leaving the law the way it is. Because if you are a person who can handle it and you're minding your own business and everything like that... Um.
2: Yeah, you, you'll be fine. you
3: pretty much be left alone.
2: That's true. Yeah. I mean, like you said, people do it every weekend in, in the summer, every day in the summer. Every day. I
3: see it. You yeah. know, people playing, uh, you know, throwing around the Frisbees, hitting the hitting the chains. Beer league softball. That's, that's Beer, right. All
2: those parks. In have public this, parks. Yeah. All those parks have the same rule.
3: Um, someone said, how do you know it's Mexican Coke It's that's in the glass bottle? Right. That's, I thought that was common knowledge. Is yeah. that not? You're talking what? about the ones
2: from Chipotle.
3: I mean, from anywhere. Right. You can buy it anywhere. You can buy it in the supermarket. If it's in the glass bottle, it's usually in the Hispanic food section. Yes.
2: Yeah, I know. Yeah.
3: And it, it, Goya drinks and then say. the Coke or Pepsi, if it's in the glass bottle that's imported from Mexico, they use real sugar. That's right. the difference. Yes. And it's in glass. So some people think it tastes a little bit. I, I thought that was like a common I, knowledge thing. I, I knew exactly what you were talking about. Some parks have a rule: you carry in, carry out. Um, I agree with the last caller about that. That you know, just
2: have a designated area.
3: Add yeah, add a dumpster or something by the uh, by where you park, and I think that might go along.
2: Because you have a carry in, carry out. There are going to be people who don't follow it. You know, I I get that. That's part of the personal responsibility thing. But let's be honest: less people are going to follow that than any other rule. So you have a big thing there for people to throw throw their trash into, I, I think that saves a lot of people from running over your cans, running over your your trash, and just have a place to, to put all the trash.
3: All right. Hey, uh, we've been talking all throughout this morning about Buffalo as yes. a housing market. Fifth best for first-time home buyers. This is a study. Well, a study. You know, I a survey I, what, what do you what would you call it they call it a study i don't know how scientific this is but bankrate.com they do a lot of these things they put out this uh, thing five, you know the best markets for first time home buyers and buffalo comes in fifth best wow fifth best pittsburgh minneapolis cincinnati kansas city and buffalo top 5 metros for first time home buyers why well they say buffalo kicks butt on affordability. Now, Joe, I'm saying this out loud, hoping that somebody who's listening to this, driving around the car, who's in the market to buy a home, is going insane hearing that we're great for affordability, (laughs) and this is one of the best areas in the country to buy that house for the first time. Because if you are in the market for a house, and I've heard the stories time and time again, it is madness yeah. and that's first time, second time, third time anytime home buyers it is absolutely crazy do you agree with that buffalo number 5
2: you got to let us know 8030930 yeah we'll take your calls take your texts and Brian and I will have something to say about it after the break. You're listening to Beamaz and Beamer here on WBEM.
0: We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? You over here! Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch.
1: It's
3: BMAS and Beamer. News Radio 930 WBEN. We're back here. BMAS and Beamer here on WBEN 8030930 to join us today on a nice Tuesday morning. Uh, You know, we mentioned this before the break. Buffalo, in a recent study, survey, study, whatever you want to call it, from Bankrate.com, ranked as the fifth best metro area. For first-time homebuyers behind pittsburgh minneapolis cincinnati and kansas city why buffalo well they said they were fifth overall top 10 in affordability and housing market tightness just i mean a little uh, bit of a different but they they rank things on how affordable something is employment opportunities in the area safety wellness and culture i mean these are all kind of You know, (laughs) they're undefinable terms, but they found a way to define them, make the ranking, and they put Buffalo up there. I can't imagine hearing that all throughout the morning, and if you're in the market to buy a home, thinking, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Buffalo's a great place to buy a home because, well, quite frankly, buying a home right now has got to be terrible. Yes, that's what I hear. Tons of offers declined. Multiple offers per house at asking price or higher. Uh, The price of a home, up, 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 even from just two years ago, five years ago. There's a home on my street, Joe, for sale. Uh, It recently sold. The family moved in. Now they're moving out of the area. It is... On the market for, and I have no doubt it will sell for probably even more than this,
4: $50,000
3: more than what it was bought for two years ago. Wow. And you know what changed in the house? Nothing. I was going to say, what what happened? (laughs) Absolutely nothing. And you're right. If that's the listing price, nothing's going for listing price. So uh, you're talking maybe more than $50,000 from just a couple of years ago. So how in the world... Could Buffalo rank in the top five of metropolitan areas? Well, I guess everywhere else is just that much worse, right?
2: Well, I was going to say Buffalo ha- Buffalo started at such a lower point, right? Because even before this housing market issue, right, Buffalo was the cheaper end of – the housing market, the cheaper end of affordability of living. We've always seen those studies. So Buffalo's been there. I'm interested to see where they were on a list, you know, two or three years ago for affordability. So, yeah, for us, for us in Western New York, this is like, oh, my gosh. But when you started so low and now you're catching up to what houses were going for in other parts of the country, in other top 50 metro markets two or three years ago, well, if you're looking at it nationwide, you're like, wow, look at that. That's pretty affordable. But for us in Buffalo, it's something we, we haven't seen. It's, it's a way over where we were just uh, 18 months ago.
3: Has a little bit to do with uh, who we're up against, too. Consider this uh, several California metropolitan areas. We're in the bottom in the affordability ranking. Imagine that San Jose, San Francisco, San Diego, Sacramento, Riverside all in the uh, bottom 10 or bottom 5 of affordability. L.A., Las Vegas, Seattle, Riverside, and San Jose, the uh, bottom 5 in the overall rankings that they put here. And, yeah, when you put Buffalo up against, now it is a little unfair uh, to put it up against a huge city, right, like uh, L.A. or San Francisco. But, you know, if you're speaking to uh, you know somebody who might have, graduated college not that long ago they have a job where maybe you can work from just about anywhere why in the world would you pick somewhere like san francisco over buffalo and western new york why would you spend gobs and gobs of money for what probably something as big as these two studios that we're <laughs> broadcasting from, Right. when well, you can get something with a yard in a nice area where you don't have to have an app on your phone that tells you where not to walk because there's crap on the sidewalk. Right. Literally.
2: Yeah. Right. <laughs> I mean, the, the the freedom some people have with their jobs now, You can. it's not, oh, I'm looking at this street and this street. It's, I'm looking at this city and this city.
3: <laughs> but does it fall there for you? And if you're looking for a home and you hear that, that Buffalo is one of the best areas. I mean, are you falling out of your chair, or does it sound about right? 803-0930.
2: Or have you just moved to Buffalo, maybe moved back to Buffalo from somewhere else in the country, and you're listening to this going, no, guys, this is actually pretty good. You're hearing this and saying, yeah, I just moved here from, you know, Richmond, or I just moved here from... L.A. Um, I moved back to Buffalo, and yeah, it's it's steep, but nothing like what we're seeing where I just uh, relocated from. And, and someone put uh, on the text board, Brian. I'm interested to know this as well. Uh, talking about the housing market, has the and this is something you and I talked about a few weeks ago. Has the current housing market forced you or made you consider selling your house, even though you weren't going to do it for another decade? But you think, you know what? I can get a cheap townhouse, a cheap condo, and my house will never be worth this again, right? Eventually, these prices may go down. I don't, I don't know. Do you have, have you thought of taking advantage and maybe moving out earlier than you uh, than originally planned? I
3: think about it all the time, and I have no plans of ever moving. <laughs> but, it, but you see the, you know, I, I use the example right on my street of uh, fifty thousand dollars in added value in two years with. You know, I, I saw the pictures inside. It's not like I'm living there, but uh, maybe they cleaned the ducts. <laughs> but there's nothing that you can see. Right. Yeah, I mean, it didn't get worse, certainly. It was upkept, but I, there, there's no noted improvement that I would say, wow, $50,000 of added value to the house. And I'm looking at, you know, what we paid almost six years ago now. And thinking, wow, we could make uh, pretty good – but then where would you live? That's the problem.
2: That's – as someone puts on the text board, yeah, the next thing is you're going to overpay for wherever you move to uh, from that. But, you know, there are people who might be close to retirement, might be retired. They're thinking, oh, you know, five, ten more years in this house, but they see what they can get. Maybe move – maybe downsize a little quicker. I mean, again, if it if – it, makes you a profit if, if what you're looking to downsize in is way overpriced as well well then you know i'm just
3: way out there somebody uh, chiming in compared to most everywhere else buffalo actually is affordable, and that's always the allure right yes of buffalo always has been it's an affordable place to live you have some big city amenities small town charm yep and it's affordable unlike some of these other places somebody else Uh, chiming in, saying that they have a somewhat similar, a comparable apartment to their brother who lives in San Francisco. They're paying about $700 a month, whereas in San Francisco, they're paying about $1,900 a month. And I'm actually surprised that it's that Cheap. That seems yeah. Um, in in actually, in both cases, seven hundred dollars is a steal. Steel. I my old apartment Joe was six hundred dollars a month. That was unheard of, um, you know, even seven years ago or yeah. so. And I, I can't imagine finding anything that uh, like that now. Rents are up and up and up. And you know, that's another thing that I always find peculiar is you see more and more of these places. Everyone wants to build. A, a condo area or you know, somewhere to rent. Uh, you see the apartments in One Seneca Tower, a lot of these downtown lofts and things like that. And I was always a little confused by that because there's high prices yep. for rent for a lot of these. And I always thought the allure of Western New York was the yard and having the space and being able to pay little comparatively to own to own and to own a larger space to kind of have some wiggle room some elbow room to not share a wall basically is what i'm saying now uh, there's a lot of things that go into it not everyone wants to keep up with the home and and do all those sorts of things but i do always find it a little strange when i see high priced apartments in buffalo and i think to myself what you could probably have a pretty nice house for
2: that not everybody wants it, but right. It's just one of the things that I think about. You are seeing a lot of those buildings go up, Brian. You know, there's a it's all over the place. There's a new complex that just went up on Youngs in Amherst. Another one in Trans on Trans in uh, Lancaster. I mean, we can go on and on. It's it's all over Western New York. I don't remember ever seeing this much at once being done. Yeah, absolutely,
3: uh, Kathy. This is in South Buffalo now. You're on WBen, uh, um, Kathy. When you hear that Buffalo number five in the rankings, if you're looking for a home, uh, what do you think?
4: It's kind of kind of strange to me because I look at some of the things I see on television and the prices of homes in other places are insane. But on the other hand, I was looking at apartments. I mean, to go into one of these big apartment complexes because I'm older. I'm talking for between four and five thousand dollars a month, some of them are. It's I don't understand how, how an apartment could cost that much. And you have said about all those developments out, out that way. Well, I went past um, to friends at the nursing home, and right before them on South Park Avenue is a complex of massive, massive houses. Apartment—they obviously are apartments called, I think, the Oaks or something. I can't even comprehend what they would charge.
3: Now, Kathy, w- were you looking to move into an apartment? That's why you're looking at these prices.
4: I was thinking about selling the house because the market's high. My father bought this house in 1950, he paid ten thousand. How
3: wow. much of a premium, or how much more would you be willing to pay for the amenities that come with, you know, not being in a home anymore, you know, for example, you don't have to cut the grass anymore. You, you, you know, all these little things that you're not taking care of uh, anymore, is that worth extra money to you, or do you look at it as the trade-off is, I don't have my space?
4: Well, I, I like both things. I like the idea of no maintenance, no upkeep, one floor, you know, compact apartment, not having four floors to keep up with. I mean, I've got a two-and-a-half-story house, four bedrooms, it's huge. And I look at the prices people are getting for their homes, and, I mean, a house not too far from me went for $300,000. I mean, and it sounds really good until you look at the price of the apartment complexes. There's, They're out of range. I mean, well, they're not out of range, but I think it's insane at my age to pay $3,000 a month for an apartment.
3: Yes. Especially if it's not like a South Beach condo, right? Yeah.
4: Oh, no. I mean, it's not an oceanfront property.
2: Yeah, 3000 is steep.
4: that for that. <laughs> for Buffalo. You know, Florida Coast or something, but not to go and live, you know, four miles from where I live now and pay 10 times what I have to pay here. Ooh. I mean, it's just nuts. I don't know how people, even when you sell your property, how long is, say, $100,000, $200,000 going to last you when you're paying three to four thousand dollars a month for an apartment it's not going to last that long yeah Plus, uh, all the other things your car and you know all the other things you have besides your house even if it's paid for
3: yeah absolutely hey kathy thank you for the call and it's a dilemma i think a lot of people are have if you wanted to move out of your house and then you're looking at these prices of you know maybe you were downsizing to a condo or you thought you'd be downsizing to, this is one thing I hear a, a lot, is people who wanted to downsize to, like, a ranch. You're living in a house maybe like Kathy's, an older home, a bigger home. You want to downsize to one of these things. Well, the trouble is those are very popular, and that idea is very popular. So yeah. you think, okay, I'm going to downsize. I'll make some money on my home. I'll have more than enough to cover for this smaller house. Uh, uh, not no. so fast. <laughs> it's a, It's definitely, like, a shock and I think, you know, when you look at that and then you see actually Buffalo ranks out pretty well, it's incredible. But then you hear these stories of somebody, all right, uh, someone's daughter moved to L.A., a starter home, $875,000 for a tiny house. And
2: I actually can't believe you got it that cheap, honestly. Right? That does seem cheap. for. I thought there was an extra zero in that price, Brian, <laughs> when I first read that text. It's
3: uh, but, It's unbelievable. Um, it is unbelievable. Uh, and then someone else saying and it's it doesn't play into these rankings. But maybe it should uh, that you know they move to Ohio or to Buffalo from Ohio. What keeps the person in Buffalo is the people, the food and the culture. And I agree That's right. with that a lot. That you get it's like an added bonus onto the value. Um, not only are you paying less than you would in another metro area? But, hey, you uh, you get a pretty nice place to live in, too. That's right. Um, you know, and there's not many big-time cities that offer, I mean, the food. People think of food, you know, chicken wings, beef on whack, but... Everything. You can go to really nice restaurants here. Yes. You can enjoy professional sports. Big concerts, Garth Brooks. We were just giving away tickets this morning. Listen again tomorrow morning for another chance to win. Um, you, you have all of that in an area that doesn't cost as much as a city where you would expect all of that.
2: Right, and but like you said, Brian, it also has that small town charm because you know it, it, anyone you run into in Buffalo has a connection to someone you know. Right. I mean, if you don't know that person directly, you know someone who knows that person. That's how it always is in Buffalo. You can always find the the way to where you guys know a mutual person. Uh, and then someone
3: chiming in about how I moved because I hate the weather. And, you know, I get that. A lot of people will. Uh, and they move to Florida. I know just as many people who would hate the weather in Florida. Yes, I land in the Florida airport, and I always have that, uh, you know, wherever in Florida. It doesn't matter. and it, 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 Anywhere south of, you, what, Virginia or something. You can land in Carolina. It's always the same story for me. If it's in, you know, anywhere from March to October, you walk through the airport, right? It's fine, all right, you know, we're here. And then you walk outside. Those airport doors open. <laughs> and then it's like walking into a brick wall it hits yeah, of heat and humidity. And I'm just immediately, ugh. And I'm like sweating through my clothes. And I wondered to myself, how can people, is it like this every day? Is you this adjust.
2: especially hot? You adjust. Do you? That's why people that live in Florida, when they come back to Buffalo and it's 65, they're wearing a hoodie. Yeah, that's <laughs> maybe true. But I I would feel the
3: opposite. I would not be able to stand the weather in Florida or some of these other places where it's
2: super warm all the time. So I, that's where you say to each their own. I was going to say, I thought you were going to go somewhere different on, when you get off the airplane, when you first step from the plane to the tunnel to get back to the airport, and there's that little space between the plane oh, and the yeah, airport, you, you, you feel, feel it there. there. Yeah,
3: <laughs> <laughs> You just get a little taste, though. It's like a brief. You're yep. like, hmm, that was interesting. Is the heater on? <laughs> and then you step, oh, no, that was just the outside. <laughs> that was the literal sun cooking me. Um, so, yeah, that's that's it uh, and then this person who's chiming in there has to be a course correction eventually everything's all out of whack that's what I keep thinking right and I uh we bring this up all the time uh Jill schlesinger you know any of these economic experts you know wh- what happens here is there some sort of correction uh, in place and there's a couple of things that I keep hearing right one is you would think that but maybe not right mm. it's prices don't always crash you know it doesn't always have to ebb and flow. It could plateau um they could continue to go up for a while. It doesn't necessarily need to crash uh, so that's not a definite. And then the other thing is okay, well, that might happen, but it is anybody's guess. As to when that happens. And that's the hard part, right? You love to think of, all right, I'm going to sell my home, going to get a great price, and then I, everything's going to crash and come back down to reality, and I'm going to move somewhere else. But timing that, I mean, that's what they always say, timing the markets. It's impossible to time the markets.
2: Yeah, if you do, congratulations, but I think most of you not going to be able to do it. I mean, remember, uh, Brian, a year ago you we were told that everything was going to start to settle out, uh, before summer, or, I know it's not technically summer yet, but you know before June, and here we are, no end in sight uh, for for the common person.
3: Kind of thought it would happen, um, not so much. But hey, I I like the survey because it does keep things into perspective. It reminds it's not just us. Yes,
2: and it reminds Buffalo that hey, we're still. I don't want to use the word reasonable, Brian, but compared to the rest of the country, we are still that reasonable place to live when it comes to well, I
3: You know what? Reasonable probably is the good word to use because I don't know if I'd want to use affordable anymore. Right. Yeah.
2: I don't. Um, is it
3: affordable? I don't know. Is it reasonable? Yeah. I mean, yeah. compared to everything else, I you have to say yeah if you're, you're looking at the entire country. It is reasonable. Affordable is a totally different Yes, I mean that's a different ball game.
2: Very loose with that word.
3: <laughs> I don't know if we're talking about affordable anymore, uh, but still number five on those rankings. Pittsburgh was number one, by the way. Uh, didn't beat out Buffalo in affordability, but you know some of the other factors. That's a bigger. City, so you get some of those other
2: you know bigger city amenities. But as you mentioned, affordability was the one thing that you can actually point to. Everything else is a is a personal point of view.
3: You, you know what, by the way, that I love about Buffalo too is if you ever do get sick of Buffalo and what we have here, um, you know Pittsburgh it brings this to mind. Pittsburgh, Cleveland, Toronto, New York City, if you want it, even Rochester, um, you know Columbus, hey, uh, or Philadelphia. I mean, they're all. Really a drive away yeah. or an extremely short flight and one of the cheaper flights. You, you can go to, you know, some big event happening in Toronto or Pittsburgh or, you know, Cleveland or any of these other places that are right nearby pretty easily from Buffalo. And I was thinking about this a few years ago when I was in Denver visiting a friend. And I we were in a restaurant and I see the billboards, all the upcoming concerts. I was like, wow. I mean, you get every every tour comes through here. This is amazing. You get everything. This is so cool. But then I'm thinking, well, you have to because there's nowhere else within like a million miles of this place <laughs> that I, there's no like next town over that I'm going to go be able to see this person if they're not stepping here. Yeah. I, I mean, there's no quick drive anywhere, um, you know, unless you're going to a mountain, right. which is cool. But fun. It's, yes, it's not. Like it is here. I mean, here you have those options that change your scenery. I mean, a completely different culture. You're talking about, you know, Pittsburgh, Toronto. They're so yeah. different yeah. from uh, Buffalo in a lot of ways. You don't get that everywhere. No,
2: and that's another thing that's very cool about Western. America. A getaway is four hours or less,
3: and I like it. Yeah, me that's too. pretty cool. Me um, too. We'll be back here tomorrow. We're going to get away now, and uh, we'll be back in the heat of Wednesday, hopefully. <laughs> If we don't melt away. Beam as and Beamer on WBEM.
0: T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today.